1: Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, we're pumped to talk with Scott Box. He's a worship leader and the founder of Worship Hero. He's got a new book out. It's called Heroic Disgrace, detailing his journey with bipolar disorder and how it taught him to live out his worship rather than just leading it. Scott, how are you?
2: Hey, good morning, fellas. Good it's to It's great see to be you. with you.
1: Hey, Doing thanks, Thank, thanks for getting up early. You are uh, in Oregon and uh, already started our counseling session. You need more guitars, Scott. More <laughs> guitars—that's what you need.
3: That—that's what'll make you happy—is more guitars. So just that's keep, right. keep going and getting them.
2: <laughs> that's what they tell me, at least. At least. <laughs> just buy one more. Right.
3: <laughs> one more. <laughs> and that's never
2: up. and never sell one.
3: Yeah. Yes. Why that's would you sell it? I mean, come on, you need them
2: yeah. all yeah see, yeah that's yeah. what I've heard
1: <laughs> well, before we get into your story, I noticed a picture. I don't know you if you're wearing short sleeves, I want to see the what that tattoo on your forearm because i I could barely read it. oh yeah the, there you go. What's that say?
2: Sure, so adoration forward awesome. and backward, adoration, and then oh, wow observe it, that's cool, so
1: I love that. Did you get that? How long have you had that
2: oh boy i I think I so. My wife and I decided if we were going to do it, we were going to do it big and bold uh, <laughs> back in 2009. So this worship thing's been a big deal for me. Uh, this idea of, of living a lifestyle of of worship has been, <laughs> been a big deal, uh, enough that I would put a tattoo on my arm, <laughs> That enough that you would notice it, too. Thank you. Well,
1: while I saw the picture on the press release. I was like, oh, man, that is so cool, but I, I can't Thank quite you. make out. Thank because the, the picture size, what it's saying. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, we saw that. That's so oh, thanks, awesome. Rick. Hey, let's do this. Let's, let's begin. Before we get into why you wrote the book, let's talk about being bipolar. Kind of paint a picture. What does that mean? And when did you discover that you were bipolar?
2: Yeah. So I'd say the, the biggest thing with bipolar for me was the... There's the medical side that I could I could talk about. And since I'm not I'm not a doctor, it's you don't play one on
3: TV either, probably. So, yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's just best for me to talk about the the chaos that I didn't understand. I didn't have a name for, but there was there was this crazy euphoria that I would experience that I loved and I never wanted to let it go. And then the problem, of course, is that uh, that's that's the high side. But then Mm -hmm. then there's this extreme high side that that just became massive irritation Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was debilitating and then countered that on the other end with this just ridiculous (laughs) when the floor fell out and depression would hit. And I, I just had no idea what the heck was going on. And it was wrecking my relationships uh, so it was really good when there was finally a name to know what the heck was wrong yeah, with me yeah, yeah, yeah. really no. no kidding
1: now did you sense any of that when you were a kid I mean is this something that you, you struggled with then uh, you know because now all of us being older we look back and go oh I realize why I was acting like that or you know what was going on
2: yeah so my answer to that is just real simple Uh no <laughs> <laughs> no i i it really wasn't until and i hate to blame the marriage thing but mm-hmm. but the reality is i don't think i became it i don't think it hit me until i became a big boy you know uh, until until i took on the stress of of being married and and really starting a family so i was i was 30 years old when uh, I was diagnosed, but those first, those five years prior to that were, uh, were really, really rough. So, but 25, between 25 and 30 is when we recognized the symptoms.
3: Wow. And you say uh, that it obviously not only affected your life, your relationships, but it affected your uh, ability to, to lead worship and you affected your spiritual life as well. Talk about how, how that all affected you.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 it's a brutal deal when, at least in my life, having grown up in a, in a family that was uh, – had this propensity for heroism <laughs> that uh, when I couldn't come through, I felt like a, a fraud. Hmm. And, and counter that with the, the idea that when I, when I would sin, I would just – I felt like I, I, I was a complete poser, even spiritually, right. and so this 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 struggle with fraudulent life uh really did impact me spiritually and i didn't I didn't really know how to handle it uh, I say it in the book or at least on the back part of the book, but i was I was too broken to be a hero, and I was too sinful <laughs> to be a worshiper uh and yet somehow in some way, I never gave up hope that I would, I could be heroic like Jesus is heroic. I mean, there, I just, and that's, maybe there's, maybe there's some ego there or I don't know. But at the end of the day, I knew that Jesus had called me to be like him. And so I wasn't going to give up hope.
1: Hmm. Scott Box talking with us. We're talking about heroic disgrace, uh, detailing his journey with bipolar disorder and how it taught him, to live out his worship rather than, than just leading it. So take us through uh and I and you talk about this in the book, but take us through the the time when you said, okay, I understand. I am moving forward now. Let's talk about that.
2: Sure. Well, there wouldn't be much moving forward. Let me be careful with how I say that. I, I feel like I'm very fortunate to have been able to move forward with a wife that was willing to move forward with me. Uh, She had almost every opportunity. I gave her almost every opportunity to bail. Uh, Not every opportunity, but but close. (laughs) And she she stuck with me. And so the concept of being able to move forward was so, so freeing because I had a partner who was willing to come alongside and figure the heck that <laughs> figure this thing out, you know? Yeah. And it, that, that's a, that's an amazing gift my wife gave me. Uh, so as far as moving forward, the concept of doing it together as a family was giant. And there's no, there's no way to, uh, for me to, to even properly thank my wife for the gift she gave me in that regard. Yeah,
3: definitely. Uh, our wives are a gift to us, and <laughs> so often we just take them for granted. You're right there. Um, and you talk about how uh, your journey through this, uh, through bipolar disorder. I-, I love how you phrase this. It taught you how to live out worship rather than just leading it. Talk about yeah. the difference of living it out versus
2: leading yeah. worship. Boy, good point. So one of the one of the biggest. <sighs> One of the biggest challenges for me over the years, as a as a musician leading music on the platform, has been this this real difficulty of of understanding: am, am I making a difference? Am I making a difference? Uh, and and of course, of course, I I realize that I am. I mean, I know that there's an aspect of uh, of calling people into God's presence, and uh, that that's just such a powerful thing, but. I think I didn't, I didn't understand that there was this, this entire world of a lifestyle of worship. And I, I became committed to understanding what a friendship with Jesus actually looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, What would it be like if I <laughs> started to model a, a genuine friendship with Jesus? What, what, what would it look like if I pursued Jesus and reflected Jesus as a habit? Uh, could, could that help me become a more hopeful person? Hmm. And there, there, because this was a really big thing, like the distinction between singing songs on Sunday versus living an entire life right. of, of worship and actually calling it worship. Those are two very different things that I realized. And so I ultimately I gave up in this last two and a half years. I, I stepped off platform so I could figure this thing out. And, and write this story.
1: That's so brave because, you know, I think uh, we would be challenged to, to do the contrary. We'd work it out and still stay. Uh, but you've chose uh, just, it sounds to me like a, a deeper way. Scott Box, it is Heroic Disgrace. It's a book that's been out since December. What have you heard from folks so far, Scott, that have read it and it's just like gotten their attention? Yeah.
2: Hmm. You know, it's it's real. It's really cool to to put something out there and uh, experience the journey with a, a growing community. I, I don't know the best way to say it. This is all brand new to me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> such a rookie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the idea of being on a journey with each other is so cool. Um, I, there's things I change in the book. Uh, there, there's some phrasing that I would, I would change. And, but I knew, I knew at the end of the day, I had just, I just had to get it out there and then realize I'm on, I'm on a heroic journey, uh, with, with these people, with you guys, you know, this is, this is the journey that we get to take together. And, and it's supposed to, it's supposed to be together. Uh, the response has been more than I could really have imagined. And having my cousin's support and the support of the team that's come around to to get it out into the world has been so special. There's so many good people out there that want to be purpose driven, you know, really driven by purpose and helping other folks like like me get our purpose out there. It's mm-hmm. been special.
3: You can find out more about the uh, the book at HeroicDisgrace.com. Uh, you also have, Scott, you also have a, a website called WorshipHero.com. What can folks find there at WorshipHero.com?
2: Yeah, you bet. Uh, worship Hero is uh, still, I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing, you market Heroic Disgrace or do you market Worship Hero? <laughs> the whole plan was to market Worship Hero, but I realized the story had to come first. To answer your question, worshiphero.com is really basically being it mirrors what I'm putting out on worshiphero at Facebook. Uh, and so uh, that really is just kind of a holding. It's, it's, it's a holding. It's a hub at the moment for all the stuff that I'm putting out on social media.
1: Awesome. We're talking with uh, Scott Box. Uh, got to go to a break here in a second, Scott. Wh- what's next for you? I know you've got the book out. You're doing your worship thing, you're growing with your family. What's next for you?
2: Yeah. Boy, uh, great question. I I've had my head down trying to get this thing out <laughs> to the world. I uh I think the next thing is helping people understand that there's there's a way to there's a way to follow Jesus that leads to uh not just, not, there's, there's this idea of, of heroic disgrace, that, that, that Jesus lived a lifestyle that he flipped heroism upside down, and then he flipped what was disgraceful upside down. I want to be able to guide people into this idea of heroic disgrace and living their lives with this idea that when crisis comes and chaos comes, fear does not have to own them, and hope can be the guiding light that Jesus provides. What a
3: great message for today. We definitely need that in our world today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Scott, thank you so much uh, for this journey and uh, helping us, uh, allowing us to walk with you. We'd love to talk to you in the summer if you're up for it. HeroicDisgrace.com is a uh, great place to go to. Also, uh, you can uh, go to uh, WorshipHero.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live.